Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. I was thinking about this, and I'll read to you here in just a second. I was thinking about this as they were singing that song, Tell Me a Time He's Not Been Faithful. Uh, I remember about a year and a half ago, I began praying about um, leading our church into a building program. And of course, in the, um, um, the day and age in which we live in, um, you're, you're nervous about doing anything about that. You just never know what the next day's going to hold. But I began to pray about it, and God really gave me peace about it. And and I told the Lord as I was praying, I said, Lord, you know the need of our church. Uh, and um, um, you that was in our old sanctuary, ever went in it and said in it, um, you will agree with me, we needed more room and we needed it quick. So I began to pray about it. And I'll never forget, Brother Ted, there's two or three pastors told me, said, now don't get in a rush uh, whenever you decide to build. From the day you vote to build to the day you break ground, it'll take you at least a year to a year and a half um, to ever even break ground on it. Well, we voted to build less than 52 weeks ago and um, less than a year ago we voted to build and here we sit today and uh, you say, well, what is that? It's just a testimony to the faithfulness of God. Amen? Where God guides, God always provides. Amen? And if God has a plan, God has provisions. Amen? And uh, boy, we've seen God do so much and I'm so thankful for it. Well, I thought about this. What do you preach on dedication service. Amen. And uh, man, my mind went several different places. Of course, I went to the book of Nehemiah immediately in my mind. Uh, and uh, chapter number 8, as they finished it and they stand up to read the book of the law. And um, I thought about that as they, they finished the wall. Of course, there in chapter number 6, uh, in 52 days they build that wall back. And you that's been coming on Wednesday nights is familiar with our study um, on Nehemiah right now. But I just couldn't get away from Romans chapter number 5. Uh, and I thought about this verse. The Bible said this, If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Uh, and uh, I, I just want to talk about the Lord a little bit this morning uh, and uh, just give you a clear plan of salvation this morning. If I could ask you one question today, it would be this. Uh, if you died today, where would you spend eternity at? You know, a lot of times we have this in our mind or that in our mind. And you know what you said, Preacher, it's dedication service. Man, this is a big day. Why are you going to talk about death? Because death is reality if you want to be real about it. It's reality. We're all going to face it one day. And I just want to give you some simple verses here out of Romans chapter number 5. I'm going to let you remain seated. I know we normally stand whenever I read, but I'm going to jump around into several different verses. But let's start with verse number 8 this morning. Romans chapter number 5, verse number 8. The Bible said this, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Father, I pray over the next few minutes, Lord, that you'd help us. And Father, as we pray this morning, God, I pray that um, your will and way would be done. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help me to lift you up. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help me to say every word uh, that you would want me to say today. God, help me to say nothing that you wouldn't want me to say. God, if there's anybody here lost today, I pray, God, that they would be saved today. God, we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Uh, amen and amen. I want to read 
read uh, some more verses to you as we go through this uh, in Romans chapter 5 this morning and just look primarily uh, directly in the Bible this morning. You know what? Here's what Paul told Timothy uh, as Timothy was called to preach. Paul looked at Timothy and said this, Preach the word. Preach the word. And you know what? That's a good thing to preach this morning. Amen. There's a lot of preachers today that wants to talk about this, that, and the other, but the Bible said that we're to preach the word this morning. Amen. So I want to look at the Bible for just a little while this morning and see what the Bible says to us. There's, I've already said this, but let me echo it once again. There's one thing that every one of us has in common here today, and that is the fact that we're all going to face death one day. There's no way to escape it. The Bible said this, it's appointed unto man uh, once to die and after this, uh, the judgment. We're all going to face that one day. Uh, but here is something that may be different. Where we're going to spend eternity uh, after death. Where will we spend eternity at? I'm glad that I can report to you today that as for me, uh, I'm going to a place called heaven. Amen. You said, well preacher, how do you know that? Well, I'm going to show you through the Word of God today, uh, how we can know that. Number one this morning, out of chapter 5 of Romans, I want you to note this with me. I want you to see man's condition. Man's condition today. What is the condition uh, of mankind? Well, we would all probably say this as we look around today. Well, I believe everybody's doing all right. We're sitting here today. We're in our Sunday best. and It's Sunday in the south, so we go to the house of God. That's what we do. On Sunday. But you know what? I want to say something to you today. Church is, boy, that's a motley crew sitting behind me. I'm not used to them sitting back there. And then there's Tim. I mean, it, it's, it's like beauty, oh, beauty. But I thought about what, what am I preaching on this morning? Salvation, that's what I'm preaching on. I thought about this today. We're sitting in a church that's beautiful that God has blessed us with and you that comes here all the time knows that it's amazing what God let us build the building for and man, um, we've done all of this grading and there's beautiful new asphalt that's been put down and man, we've got our Sunday best on and boy, we're at church today and we're all okay. We're all okay. But what does the Bible say about does the Bible say that we're all okay? Does the Bible say that we're all good? No, the Bible simply says this, there is none good. No, not one. None of us are good. You know, I, there's nothing wrong. I like to dress up. Matter of fact, some people's different than me, but I like every once in a while for me and the wife to dress up and go to a nice restaurant and sit down. And I still clean my truck up, Brother Matt, whenever we do that and shine the tar, tires up on it, the tars up on it. We in the country, we shine the tars up on it great and make it all look good. And boy, I like to dress up and go out every once in a while. I like to be good to my neighbor. Are you with me? I like to help those in their time of need. But according to the word of God, there's none good, no, not one. Listen to what the Bible said in chapter number 5, verse number 1. Let's just read some verses. The Bible said this in verse number 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on to say this. But whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Well, 
if we have access by grace into this, why do we need grace? Grace is us getting something that we do not deserve. Why do we have access to God? Why did it take grace to give us that? Because we don't deserve access to God. That's why. He goes on and he says this in verse number 12. Look what the Bible said in Romans chapter 5, verse number 12. Wherefore, as by one man, here it is, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men. Now note this, for all have sinned. For all have sinned. You know what? I studied that little word all right there. We know that our New Testament comes from a Greek text. and I studied that little word all in the Greek, and you know what? I found out that word means everybody. All y'all. Yuns. Y'all with me? Everybody. You know what the Bible says about everybody here today? It says, Brother Scotty, that we are all sinners. You know, a lot of times we want to classify sin, don't we? We want to say, well, you know, I, I just told a little white lie. Is it a such thing? I'll never forget Miss Helen, and, and, and there's no doubt that Miss Helen and Brother Jesse is, is watching us from heaven today. I really believe that they can see some of the spiritual things. And of course, Brother Junior, I believe that he's shouting in heaven today. And, and, and Brother James is shouting in heaven today, seeing what God has done. And I'll never forget Miss Helen, though, and you that's been here a long time, you remember Miss Helen. And she would say, Oh, preacher, it's just a little white lie. And I'd say, But it's a lie. And she said, no, it's just a little white lie. And I said, no, it's a lie, honey. A lie is a lie. Sin is sin. We want to classify it sometimes. We say, you know what, I'm okay. I've done this and I've done that and everything's all right and this and that. No sin, sin today. Whether it's a little white lie or whether it's murder, the Bible said we all sinners today. The condition of mankind is this, wherefore by one man sin entered into the world. Who is that one man? Well, you that knows the word of God, we can trace that all the way back to Genesis. And in the book of Genesis, God made Adam and Eve... And, 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 and you know that all throughout the book of Genesis in the beginning of it. And God made a help meet for Adam because he didn't have nobody. And he made Eve. And, and then we know that Satan came to them in the garden and Satan tempted them in the garden. And here's what Satan done. He questioned the authenticity of God's word. He said, yea, hath God said. And that's what Satan will do to you today. Do you really think that God meant that if you don't get saved that you'll go to a place called hell? Do you really think that God would send you there? No, God won't send you there. You'll choose in yourself to reject God sending yourself there. Adam and Eve, we can't blame it just on Eve. All right, guys? We can't. Somebody said amen right then, and it was a female, I do believe. We can't blame it all on Eve. She may have listened to him first, but we can't blame it all on Eve. Adam and Eve took of the fruit and sinned in the garden that day. And the Bible said this, they hid themselves. 
And they sewed fig leaves together and they tried to cover themselves. And God came back in the cool of the day walking and he said, Adam, where art thou? And it wasn't that God didn't know where Adam was at. God knew where Adam was at. God wanted Adam to realize the condition he was in. Adam, where art thou? And God began to talk to Adam. And God said, I'm going to make a sacrifice for you. God made a sacrifice that day and blood was shed because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins, what the Word of God says. And, and God made a covering for them that day. But then you know what happened after that? They had kids. You know what happened with Cain and Abel, don't you? It wasn't a gun problem. It was a rock problem in that day. And it wasn't a rock problem. And it's not a gun problem today. It's a sin problem. That's the problem today. We want to, we, it's not a mental health problem. It's not an alcohol problem. It's called one thing. It's called sin. And we know the story how Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel and, 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 and the devil was raising Cain, but God's still able to deliver us from that. Cain ends up killing his brother. Why? Because of sin. Because of sin. Let me tell you what crucified Jesus that day on an old rugged cross because of sin. Man's condition is this. We all have sinned. Every one of us today. You say, preacher, I'm a good person. I'm not going to dispute that with you. I, I'm not going to say you're not a good person. I know the Bible says there's none good, no, not one. And I'm not trying to correct the Bible. I do believe there's some good-hearted people around here but the truth of the matter is this. All of us are sinners today. Number one, I see man's condition. But number two, let me move quickly. I see this. I see the master's compassion. There's enough about sin. Amen. There's enough about gloom and doom. Let's look at what Jesus done. There's the master's compassion today. You say, well, who is the master? Well, his name is Jesus today, amen. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, a triune Godhead, three in one, one in three. You say, explain it, I can't, so I choose to believe it. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Let's think about his compassion today. Well, let's go back to verse number one and see what he says. Here's what he said. Therefore being justified, time out. What is justified? What is ju it's just not that little box up there on Microsoft Word. Anybody else with me? Because I can't stand it all not to be aligned the same. And me and Miss Tina fusses because she can't stand the spacing in the middle not to be the same. And I'd rather have all this out here the same than then it looking like this out here, okay? It's not just, does anybody know what I'm talking about, what justified is on Microsoft Word? All right, it's up there. You hit that little button and it makes everything look so good and helps my OCD. That's not what I'm talking about. This word justified right here, just to put it in simple terms, means this, just as if I had never sinned. <laughs> what about that? All of that bad stuff I just talked about. He says that we can be justified from that. 
Now, if you're sitting here this morning, you've always lived a great life, you've never done anything wrong, and you walked in here with a halo around your head, that won't help you one bit. But if you're sitting here this morning and you're just like I am, whether you want to agree with it or not, you're wicked and you're vile, and there's times we say things we shouldn't say, there's times we do things we shouldn't do, there's times we act ways we shouldn't act. Isn't it good to know that we can be justified this morning? just as if I'd never done it. What did he say? He said, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, you want to talk about compassion. Let's read on. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Look in verse number six. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Verse number eight. But God commendeth his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us much more than being now justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life. And not only so but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement. Go to verse 15. Let's see what it says in verse 15. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Look at verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they, uh, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Verse 18, Therefore as by the offense of the judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For it's by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, but so by the obedience of one man many shall be made righteous. Moreover the law entered that the offense might abound. Watch this though. But where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through the righteousness of eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Listen to verse 20 again. Moreover the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abound... I got wrote out right there, say amen and a holler hallelujah. Where sin abound, that's where you was at, that's where I was at, that's what the world took us to, that was the condition of our past. Where sin abound, grace did much more abound. You say, preacher, you don't know where I've been. You don't know the life that I've lived. You don't know what I've done. Hear me and hear me well. I don't have to know where you've been. I don't have to know the life that you've lived. I don't have to know the sin that you've committed. 
I know a God who loved you enough that he was willing to send his only begotten son of the Lord Jesus Christ to this earth to live and to die and to shed his spotless blood and because of that where sin abound grace did much more abound it much more much more in other words there's enough to go around there's enough to go around you say preacher what are you I'm talking about the compassion of the master this morning Jesus loves you enough Jesus loved me enough to take my sin dead on Calvary justification just as he said that we can be reconciled but TJ that's a banker's term we can be reconciled to God in other words when you look at my account it's reconciled it's paid in full all of my sins are gone you ask me why I'm happy so I'll just tell you why it's because my sins are gone they're under the blood of Calvary and the master has showed me compassion even though mankind its condition was we was condemned by the law. Now, it may not excite you today, but I'm telling you, friend, it excites me to know that Jesus loves me enough that he's willing to justify me and allow me to have access to God through him. I'll give you one more thing and we'll go home. Let me tell you the reason man was created. It's very simple. If you come here all the time, you've heard me say this. Here's the reason man, let me tell you the reason man was created, not so y'all can marry one, okay? Here's the reason man was created. Here's the reason why. So God would have somebody to fellowship with. That's the reason God made man. He made him in his own image. And what did God do with man in the cool of the day? He fellowshiped with him. He walked with him. He talked with him. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I like fellowshipping. I like to talk to people. I'm looking forward to as soon as service is over, several's here that's helped us on the building and especially in the very beginning stages of getting it up out of the ground and you've not been back. I can't wait to show you everything after service. I enjoy fellowshipping. Uh, probably my favorite person to fellowship with uh, is my wife. Check, I got a brownie point right then. It's my wife, okay? But besides that, Besides the earthly view of it, my favorite person to fellowship with is God. Early this morning, I came up here. and Man, it, this is the first time our church has saw the front porch. It was built Thursday and Friday. Man, is it not beautiful? Is it, it, I'm telling you, man, it's beautiful. I came up here early this morning. I sat down in that rocking chair. And that little cool breeze was blowing through the air. Boy, I just began to think about the goodness of God. How good God has been. I, I remember a day when that was not there, when this was not here, when the Sunday school wing was not there. I remember a day, Brother Robert, when there was less than $1,000 in the bank and we thought we was just going to fold up. And Brother Aaron and I began to think about how good. How good the Lord is. And how He's blessed us. Boy, Brother Mark, I got to rocking out there. And, and I think the rocking chair is going to be all right, Brother Rodney, because I got to rocking pretty hard out there. Somebody drove by and probably thought, man, that's 1073 up there on the hill at the church today, a mental patient. <laughs> but I just got to thinking about the goodness of God. 
My favorite person to fellowship with is God. There's times that I'll be preaching an hour or two away and I'll go by myself every once in a while and I'll just turn the radio off and I'll just begin to talk to the Lord. If you've never done that, you ought to try it sometime. Keep your eyes open, but you'll try it going up the road and just begin to talk to the Lord. We was going up the road one day in a van and we began to talk about the Lord and the goodness of God and I rolled the window down and I stuck my hand out and started doing like that and one of the teenagers said, Preacher, what are you doing? I said, every once in a while you just got to wave at him. The goodness of God, his compassion to us today is unreal. The fellowship that we can have with him. There's man's condition. There is the master's compassion. But I want to show you one last thing in closing. I want you to show, I want to show you man's choice. It all comes back to this. There's a choice that's got to be made. Now, some here today, I'm not going to call no names, but some here today, Brother Matt, they can't make a decision. You ever met anybody like that? You don't call any names? No. They, <laughs> they just can't. Are you with me, Brother Josh? They, they, just make a decision. Y'all with me? I probably need to pump the brakes every once in a while, Brother Lloyd, when I'm making decisions, but man, we got stuff to do. Somebody got to make a choice. There's a choice that you're going to make today. Whether you want to make it or whether you don't, you're going to make a choice today. And the choice is going to be this. If you're not saved, you're either going to say yes to the Lord or you're going to say no to the Lord. You say, well, preacher, you showed us that our condition is bad. It is, every one of us. But I also showed you that the master is very compassionate. He's willing to forget every bit of that. He's willing to wash every bit of that away. And let me just, I, I'm just going to hit this in passing because I don't have an hour to preach it. There's not but one master. All throughout chapter number 5, over and over and over again, he says, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said this, here's what Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If we go to heaven, we're going through the blood of Jesus, or we ain't going. Now that's just the way it is. There are some things that we can talk about and discuss. That's a fact. There's no discussing that. It's Jesus plus nothing minus nothing. He's the door. We're going through Him if we get that. But the choice is ours to make today. What are we going to do with that? Here's what He said. I'm going to read you a couple verses out of chapter number 10, verse number 9. Miss Dan, you care to come start playing softly. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised Him from the dead, I like this, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Look at verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be. I like that. Shall be. I like definite. Are you with me? Brother TJ's here this morning. He was our banker through all of this, and we started talking about interest rates, and I said, like, you know, 1.52? <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounded like on the phone right then when I said that. And then we got here, and we got here, and I said, well, we need to lock something down. I said, we want it locked in. A definite, 
This is what it's going to be. And boy, I appreciate them. They really helped us. I, I, I can't say enough good about Life Store Bank. They really helped us. I appreciate Brother TJ, a good Christian man, been over backwards to work with us on this. I like things, I, 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 I like to know it. I don't like to be wishy-washy. You know what I like about the Bible? It's not wishy-washy. He said, you call, I'll save. You say, well, but preacher, I've done this. Hold on. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That ain't in there. But preacher, I've done this. I, I don't see where it says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, if you've not done this, shall be saved. Mine don't say that. Mine says this, shall be saved. Shall be saved. It don't matter what you've done. It don't matter where you've been. No matter how good or how bad. Jesus says this today. I love you. And I'll give you a new life in me. I'll change your life. So preacher, I'm doing good. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I'm not going to heaven today because... I pastor a, I, I personally think, the greatest church in the world, not just Surrey County, but the world. And I think you ought to feel that way about where you go to church and about what you do. You, if you don't take the right kind of pride in something, it'll be a flop. You know, let's just put it where the rubber meets, it'll be a flop. Man, you got to take pride in what you do. I think I pastor the greatest church in the world. But Mark, I'm not going to heaven because I pastor a church. I'm not going to heaven because our family sings and plays instruments. And I'm not going to heaven because I knock on doors. And I'm not going to heaven because I do this or I do that for the community. Let me tell you the reason I'm going to heaven. I'm not going to heaven because my daddy was a preacher. I'm not going to heaven because my grandpa was a preacher. I'm not going to heaven because my great-great-grandpa John was a preacher. My mom was the best preacher in our family. (laughs) Some of y'all's heard her. I'm just, I'm picking. We got too many visitors. I got to act right this morning. <laughs> Be dignified this morning. I, that's not why I'm going to heaven. Let me tell you the reason I'm going to heaven. July the 20th, 1994. I was 16 years old. I was living in a good home. I was at youth camp. We love youth camp around here. It's one of our biggest weeks of the year, but Daddy was pastor in Turner's Creek Baptist Church. There's probably six, seven hundred people in the service that night. Kids everywhere. And I'll never forget, God showed me, Brother Robert, that I was lost. He showed me that I was going to die and go to hell. Boy, I sat on that, at that pew that night and... We stood up, and this is going to hair lip some, but it was about 10.30 when they started altar call that night. It was one of those services, and if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. It, the Lord just got in it. Boy, I gripped the back of that pew as long as I could grip it. And I knew that I was going to die and go to hell. Boy, I'll never forget. I come out of that pew, Brother Aaron. 
I went to the adult men's prayer room and one of my school teachers was in the adult men's prayer room praying that God wouldn't let me die and go to hell. And when I went through the door, I heard him in there praying for me. And I walked over there to him and I said, man, I gotta get saved. He said, well, let me show you some verses. I said, you don't have to show me anything. I said, I can quote every one of those verses. I grew up in a Christian school. I said, I can quote every one of those verses. I said, I know what I've got to do. And he said, watch that. I said, i got to pray and ask God to forgive me of my sins and to come into my heart and save me. And you know what I've done that night? That's exactly what I've done. I said, God, I'm sorry I'm a sinner. I know I'm going to die and go to hell. There's nothing good I can bring to you. But what I have, God, if you'll take it and forgive me and cleanse me of my heart, I sure would appreciate it. And you know what happened that night? Thank God the Lord moved in my soul and I've never been the same. That's why I'm going to heaven. That's why I'm going to heaven because I got saved. S-A-B-E-D I got saved. I got, my grandpa would say it this way, born again. Born again. I asked Jesus into my heart and you know what he done? He came in. If you're not saved this morning, you're going to make a choice. It's heaven or hell. It's that simple. I told you I'm a direct person. I like solid. It's heaven or hell. So preacher, what if the Bible's not right? I promise you I'm closing. It's 1140. Preacher, what if the Bible's not right? Well, it is. Okay, let me just say that right off the bat. It is. There's no question to that. But... I would say this, even if it's not right, this is still the best life I've ever lived. I know where I was at last night. I woke up this morning, I had a little bit of a headache, but it's because of allergies. Are you with me? Do I need to say any more? I knew who I went to bed with last night. I know who I got up with this morning. It's still the best life a man could live is a life in the service of God. Are you saved? You know what? On a dedication service, the greatest thing that could happen is if you're not saved, you give your life to the Lord. Father.